Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. I'm going to take us back to when we were younger, to perhaps the, the moment where for a lot of us, we actually enjoyed going to school. My kids are in that season right now where they, they enjoy going to school. They like it. Um, they grab their backpacks and they get going. And in those days when we enjoyed school, perhaps we had a scenario play out like the following. We're in class and our teacher is addressing us and we're learning something. And then our teacher begins to throw out questions dealing with the particular material and content that we are learning. And they're throwing out these questions just to see if we're, we're grabbing, we're understanding uh, what it is that's being taught, and then we're able to apply that knowledge and come up with the right answer. And the subject that I'm going to go ahead and highlight that I think would work best for this would be math, right? Because in mathematics, uh, the teacher will teach us a certain principle, a certain way of solving a problem, an equation, but then obviously there are a lot of numbers, so they can't cover every single particular scenario with numbers. But once they teach us how to solve that problem, they teach us that, you know, how to solve that equation, that, that fundamental principle or what have you, then they can just give us problems with just random numbers that they make up and then they can ask us and do, can we come up with the answer? And let's think back to when we were younger again. I don't know what grade that was for you, but the teacher asks the question and we, we think we know the answer. And because we think we know the answer, our hand flies up or we're the impatient kid that just yells out the answer. Or maybe we're not that extroverted, so maybe we quickly pick up our pencil and begin to write the answer down on our piece of paper, or now a lot of teachers just use dry erase boards, which is awesome. They, they make the kids get these little dry erase board tablets, and so we start to write that, that down and see if we can get the answer to that. And we're, we're genuinely excited, and we do whatever it is, whatever mode or method we use to you know, come up with the right answer and then we think we've got it and we want to share that. We want to find out if the answer is correct or not. So we might ask a neighbor, we raise our hand and answer and, and get validation from the teacher or whatever that happens to be. We look up the answer in the back of the book, whatever it is, right? But what I'm getting at is that we, we are excited about solving that problem about coming up with the right answer. We've been challenged by our teacher and we like it and we answer. We think we have the right answer. Sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. But either way, we want to find out. Now, why am I giving you guys this example? I could take this a million different ways, but there's a guy named Ed Lattimore on Twitter that I've really taken to just love his content. And the other day he posted something saying, listen, for us to be genuinely happy on this planet, 
We were made to solve problems. When we're involved in getting our hands dirty in, you know, taking on some kind of a challenge, that's when we feel satisfied. And then taking on that challenge and solving that challenge, coming up with, with a solution, and then resting for a little bit, and then going and finding another challenge, and just continuing this cycle over and over and over again. And I believe in this principle. We're going to talk about it a little bit further here, but before we do that, let's go back to the classroom scenario. I, I talked about as a student, us being excited to answer that question because we think we have the answer. But what about those students that don't, they're not interested, they're not excited about sharing their answer? Well, on one side of this, they may not know the answer. They may not know, we may not know how to come up with the answer. And we've all been in this scenario, right? The, the problem that has been given to us is too difficult. The challenge is too difficult. So although we would like to participate and solve this problem, we don't have the knowledge, we don't have the skills to be able to do so. And therefore, we just keep our hand down our, our pencil stays on our desk and we don't, we don't look to solve the problem because we, we can't. So in this principle of happiness and satisfaction and fulfillment being wrapped up in the solving of problems, the problem can't be too difficult. The challenge can't be too difficult. We have to be able to see ourselves as capable of solving that problem, taking on that challenge and yeah, maybe not being successful because we could have the right answer. We could have the wrong answer, but at least being willing to take on that challenge and find out. So there are times when we're faced with a challenge or a problem that we just feel we're not capable of taking on and thus we, we don't. Now, let's unpack this because... Sometimes we're actually capable of solving that problem. We actually have the tools necessary in order to solve that problem. The teacher has presented the lesson and we would be able to successfully apply that knowledge and those principles to be able to come up with the right answer. But our self-image our confidence in ourselves to be able to do so is not high enough to take that on. And let me tell you, I, I'm going back to my teaching days here. This is kind of flashing back here as I'm, as I'm presenting this to you guys because that was, that was a lot of my frustration. That was a lot of the, the, the hurdles that were placed in front of me as a teacher to connect with my students. The lesson had been presented and the students did a great job of looking at that information and being diligent to taking it in and listening. But then for whatever reason, their confidence in themselves, their self-image was not high enough to allow them to risk 
honestly, risk having maybe the right answer, but also having maybe the wrong answer. There was a fear of failure of sticking my neck out there. But that's part number one. The challenge can't be too difficult. But then on the other side of this is, you know, my student misbehaves all the time. I don't know. They're always getting in trouble in class and geez, I don't know what's going on. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. On the other side of this, the the problems can't be too easy and the challenges can't be too easy either. Contrary to popular belief, and man, if you're an educator or if you're, you know, working with, you've got kids and you work with kids in any capacity, listen, we don't want easy either, folks. Contrary to what we might think, Don't make things too easy for people. Don't make things too easy for yourself. I mean, think about yourself and think about when something gets to be really easy. You get bored. You don't like it. It doesn't fulfill and satisfy you. So don't do that with other people. If you're a boss, if you're in management, if you're a leader, don't toss softballs at your employees and the people that you're leading on your teams because they don't like that. Contrary to what we think, we don't want that. We don't want to skate by. We don't want easy. So when the challenge and the problem is too easy, there's a disconnect from that as well. Now all of a sudden, Johnny's throwing his pencil at his neighbor next to him and he's talking while you're trying to conduct class because Johnny's bored out of his skull. You've got to ratchet up the difficulty for Johnny or Johnny's going to drive you crazy and you're not going to figure out why. You're going to think Johnny's a behavior problem. He's not a behavior problem. You're not challenging Johnny and he's not being fulfilled. He's not satisfied. So now let's get back to this principle. Problem solving. It brings us joy. It brings us satisfaction. It brings us a sense, it brings us a sense of fulfillment. So that's what we should do. The, the joy, the satisfaction comes in the actual getting our hands dirty and trying to figure out how to do this, that people are addicted to YouTube, right? And I talked about addictions the other day, by the way, but, but people are addicted. Like people love getting on YouTube and, and, and people nowadays, like, why is YouTube so wildly popular? Cause I love, and I'm sure that some of you can resonate with this. I love the fact that like, if something breaks in my house, or on my car, or I've got an issue with my bicycle that I've never come across, I can jump on YouTube and there's a video and somebody's showing me how to solve the problem. These how-to videos, these do-it-yourself videos, we love them. Now, we may get frustrated trying to fix things because obviously the person on YouTube always makes it look a whole lot easier than it really is, but we like it. We like watching the video and going, oh yeah, that's not so hard, okay, I I think I can do that. Let me go try. And if any of us have ever watched, <laughs> we, we may not have been uh, you know, 100% successful, but we've watched a YouTube video, a how-to, and then we've gone and you know, executed that how-to video to the best of our ability and fixed something. Oh my goodness, we couldn't help to tell our kids, our wives, our friends, like we were so excited. We went back to the classroom on those days when we were young students and raised our hand and got the right answer or at least tried and we were proud of ourselves because we were meant to solve problems. We were meant to be challenged. So I'm challenging you. 
in what area of our lives are we right now? You know what? I'm, I, let's face it, I'm skating. I really am. It, it's too easy for me and I've lost interest in this thing. I don't want to take this thing on because I'm bored. Well, your level of difficulty has risen to the point where that task no longer challenges you. So ratchet up the difficulty level or move on to another task or another challenge or another problem altogether. But you've got to switch it up because yeah, you're you're not finding fulfillment. You're not finding satisfaction there. In what areas of your life are you, I think I've got the skill set, but I'm, I'm fearful of taking on that challenge. I'm fearful of solving that problem. Well, begin to look at that thing that you're fearful of and begin to break it down into its smaller parts. Begin to not maybe take on the whole thing, but look at it in small pieces and go, what things can I do with this thing, right? The YouTube videos go, they don't give you the whole, here's the problem and here's the fixed. I mean, the meat of the video is step number one and then step number two and then step number three. And a lot of times when we watch these YouTube videos, especially guys, right? We're like, that don't look so hard. I could do that. Because it's, it's in steps and it gets to be something that we can see ourselves executing successfully. So I just want to put, I just wanted to put this before us. Um, if you're, by the way, if you're a leader, if you're in business, if you, uh, are the captain of a team or you have some kind of a leadership role, if you're a coach in any capacity, even with your kids, those of us that are parents, I'm going to throw this word out there. Autonomy. Autonomy. Super important. Vastly underapplied in the workplace, on sports teams, in the parenting role, you know, at in our homes. When we give people autonomy, which means, by the way, we don't micromanage we give folks a sense of freedom. We allow them to face challenges and we give them the space to solve problems. That is when we begin to see true growth in folks. There are some things that my wife and I allow our kids to do at seven, five, and two and a half years old, and some parents look at us like we are absolutely nuts for allowing them the freedom to do those things, knowing that it could <laughs> it could be pretty disastrous. It could end up with a huge mess in our house or something broken. Or sometimes, I mean, I'm going to throw it out there. Sometimes our kids could suffer some kind of bodily injury, but there's autonomy there. There's a challenge and we've seen 
I like seeing the growth in my kids because I like seeing the smile on their faces or I like seeing how they begin to apply this principle to other things in their their schoolwork with, with maybe reading or them wanting to do something that daddy does. And all of a sudden it's like, look, they're able to do things pretty darn well. But it starts with, I'm presenting them, I'm, I'm positioning myself in front of them and presenting them with challenge and problems to solve. And this doesn't have to be over comp- overly complicated, folks. I, I want us to, as we listen to and maybe want to apply this principle, it doesn't even have to be this crazy thing we're challenging ourselves with, like executing this really difficult, intricate maneuver in a sport that we participate in. It solving the problem of what are we going to have for dinner tonight and pressing into that, that's a challenge, isn't it? Sometimes with busy lives, solving the problem of logistically, how am I going to make all this stuff work out and how am I going to orchestrate my day and then coming up with a schedule and, and doing that, that's not really, doesn't seem to be that big of a deal. But again, as I said, exercising this principle will run into and spill over into other areas of our lives where we're really having to solve problems and face challenges in our workplaces or in our sport or in whatever it is that we're trying to be the best version of ourselves. So let's go out there and be problem solvers. Let's find joy and satisfaction in that. Let's succeed sometimes and be like, yeah, I just got the right answer. The teacher said, well done. And let's also fail sometimes where the teacher says, well, um, you didn't arrive at the right answer. And then saying, all right, well, that's okay. I've got some information now that I can use to try and arrive at the right answer and being excited to do that as we continue our journey towards being the best version of ourselves. Folks, I hope that you guys have enjoyed this podcast. I hope that it has been helpful for you. I'm gonna drop one more thing on you guys. Have not done this in a while. but uh, So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I partner with um, Amp Human. And for those of you that are involved in physical activity and exercise and your athletes, uh, Amp Human makes this product called PR Lotion. And it's meant to help with muscle soreness and fatigue during exercise. And it's helped to, you know, it's, it's meant to aid in recovery after a hard workout. And I've got some really good news. They've got this new formula. I actually used it yesterday. It's supposed to just be better in terms of just applying it and and taking it off and, you know, even the way that it smells and so on and so forth. Same formula, same benefits, uh, or, you know, same, uh, way that it works, but different formula. So it's got some definite positives to it. And I just wanted to drop that here, go to amp, human.com. And if you want some plug in the code utmost performance, and you will get 25% off of your order. If you have any questions about the product or how it's benefited me, I would love to, uh, yeah, I'd love to discuss that with you. 
All right, folks, I'm going to get out of here because we are almost at 20 minutes. Thank you for giving me 20 minutes of your day to throw some knowledge at you. And hopefully it's been beneficial. Take it, bite on it a little bit, chew it, digest it, think about it. Have a fantastic day, y'all. Till next time.